You know, one of the things I did for uh, this intro was actually looking up a definition of self-reliance. Relying on one's own resources and powers rather than those of others. A lot of things come to mind. I'll share with you some things and thoughts in this podcast. But in these days that we live in today, have you ever seen a time that we need this mindset, this self-reliant mindset more than ever? Take, for example, the great cold snap that hit much of the country, much of the USA last month. I mean, we are talking about apocalyptic record low temperatures, things that have not been seen in decades. The, the result, well, <laughs> not only did homeowners get taken off guard, but municipalities, counties, and states were taken off guard. They had no idea what was going to be this bad. You know, with record low temps, water and power outages, lack of heat, no gasoline because gasoline requires what? Power to pump it. No stores open because what does it require? Electricity to light your stores and freeze the food and keep things fresh. If nothing else, this just should have been a like a, a huge wake-up call for many. Not just in the middle of our country, but uh, around the world. So I ask you, are, are you ready for trying times? Are you ready to be self-reliant and take on things yourself? Or are you ready for projects that you've never done before, like a landscape project? Have you basically prepared for the unexpected and the unknown? We cover this here today on Yard Coach. It's just a little different topic, but this channel has always been dedicated to self-reliance. So let's speak to it. We speak directly about landscaping and other topics too. So, hey, glad you're here. Maestro, bring us up to takeoff speed, please, and let's get started. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every week I bring to you landscape design concepts, pro tips, theories and practices in an easy to understand format so you can tackle projects yourself, get the results that you really want, be more self-reliant, and save a boatload of money in the process. And you know, after uh, doing this kind of stuff in the green industry for over 20 years as a successful self-employed landscape designer, contractor, educated in horticulture, retail nursery management, and quite a few years of self-reliance, I bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you, that modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. I was looking at that definition and re relying on one's own resources and powers rather than those of others. What resources and powers and how does that apply to you? Apply to you after the year 2020 kicked us in the ass, 2021's deep freeze that this country went through. How does this apply to you now when you think about it? The one thing I will not do here, I, I refuse to, is to throw any ridicule at any of those folks that suffered in the Midwest USA calamity. You know, I really feel for those people. I pray for those people, the animals and the landscapes that took a huge gut punch back in February. Millions of people and hundreds of municipalities were literally just left in the lurch after that apocalyptic, never predicted temperatures plunged out of the Canadian North and temps down in the Gulf of Mexico were below freezing and actually snowing for days, along with freezing rain, frozen roads, shut down services, etc. You know, I read hundreds and hundreds of posts on Reddit and other social media platforms 
were screaming for advice on what to do about this or that, and especially after the thaw began. That's when you really start to find water problems. Self-reliance is really kind of a, a multi-dimensional approach for the unexpected, untrained, and undereducated. It really brings people up to speed. I do not sit here and talk to you guys. I do not profess to be an expert long-term prepper. Uh, I'm not a survivalist expert. I do not own a homestead where all things are self-reliant, but I know where to find info if I need to. And more importantly, I know I can act if I have to. And just that mindset alone caused me in my southeast travels this late winter and spring. Every morning when I get up over tea and coffee with my wife, the very first thing we do is we look at what the weather is. And on the Weather Channel and other sources, all they talked about for days leading up to that was what was coming. And we looked at each other and went, nah, I think we'll just stay right here for a while. And then we just watched the carnage begin. And oh my God. I. Those poor folks. I know everybody's in recovery mode now. So what about you? Can you research the topic of freeze-proofing uh, freeze your vehicle, your home, your landscape, your irrigation system, all the things that, you know, really suffered in this? Do you watch for weather alerts, you know, that should be huge wake-up calls? Huge wake-up calls. Do you, have a, do you have a backup generator for your home just in case? Do you have backup propane sources you can tap into if needed? All these things are the hardships tens of thousands of people and more faced about three weeks ago. No water, no heat, little long-term food stores and a landscape that was melting, literally melting from extreme cold and the tonnage of weight from freezing rain. Like I said, I'm not an expert in this, but I'm just going to offer a couple little things that you might want to think about, and then you can do your own research and due diligence on it. Just some simple things that you can do to assist you and yours in events like this. Things like, hey, listen and pay attention to weather alerts, daily weather alerts, both cold and heat advisories. There was like almost a seven-day warning in advance that was given on this, this latest event and yet some people were still caught so flat-footed. How about always having a plan in advance? In advance, in case of an event. You, you can do all the preparation you want, and things just may sit idle for a decade, and then you need it. You know, with COVID and then this latest weather event, all folks should have a plan of action within their family to refer to in events like this. It's really paramount. Even as a horticulturist and a, and a landscape designer and contractor, I know full well that plants can be replaced. Trees can come down, plants can be replanted, and things can move forward. But you know something? People, people can't. They, they cannot always be replaced. Now is the time to start your own 10-step checklist for your own home and your family and have that thing in place and go over it with the kids and your significant other. With the stay-at-home orders last year with COVID, and then this year with the environment that just smacked us in the face, many house systems, especially in the environmental emergency, many house systems started to fail, such as water pipes bursting, irrigation pipes bursting, uh, landscapes melting, people running out of propane, 
and fuel, it begs for us to consider having a few of the following. If you have one car, fine. If you have two, three, four cars, fine. All the gas tanks of those particular vehicles should be full. And you should have some extra fuel on hand as well. I would say at a minimum, two extra five gallon cans of fuel. I really kind of like the idea of having a backup generator for a residential home. One that is not a contractor generator, but more of an inverter generator. And it can be some of the big Kohler ones or a Generac one that is actually set up to run off of your propane tanks or your fuel or the portable ones that you could get 4,500 up to a 7,000 watt generator. And they can run on gas or propane and you should have the fuel for that for a minimum of two weeks. As important as all of what we've already talked about, how, how would you today, if everything shut down around you, how long could you last with the amount of food that you have in the house? What is your food stores and your water stores? Could you last for two weeks without even having to think about it? And food stores that are non-perishable. Now we saw last year the run on things like canned goods, paper products, even some of the frozen foods, that kind of stuff. When we went into stay-at-home orders and that kind of stuff. Well, you know, for environmental emergencies, it's basically the same preparation. It really is. Here's something else that I was considering not too long ago, and that was have an escape plan. It sounds kind of world coming to an end type of thing, but it's really not. But an escape plan to relocate quickly. You know, a lot of the people that are in the hurricane states, they have those things. They know what to do, most of them, but to relocate quickly to family and friends in a safer location off the coast of whatever and get away from hurricanes, such and such. But a lot of us, you know, that were really caught off guard, we didn't, we didn't think about winterizing our home, putting everybody in the car or the RV and head into warmer climates until it was over with. Another thought that I had was uh, double checking all your house systems and do a peremptory winterizing of your home. Water lines inside and out that get insulated, irrigation systems fitted with a winterizing blowout attachment if you don't have one, uh, heavy duty frost blankets for some of your sensitive plants out there that can be weighted down with bricks, etc. And some of the stuff that may be out on the front door or the patio that's in containers, move them into a shed and move them into a, a garage for a few days. It's not gonna kill them. And you may, with this last thing, you may have even had to wrap them when they got inside there too. For heat emergencies, you know, have you had your AC system tuned and tuned up and prepared weeks before any sort of hot season is upon us yet? And last but not least, even those in the deep south that really got stung bad by this latest event, do you have a box somewhere in the house that you could create an emergency clothing for and have enough of it for you and everybody in the house? Just some thoughts that I had. When you think about self-reliance, it's really kind of a, a broad brush approach to many of life's challenges, projects, issues, and in some cases, calamities. Being prepared and mindful of our surroundings, our environment, our human needs, and the just-in-cases are, are paramount today. And we live now in the most modern age ever. We are awakened regularly lately to those holy crap things that you would have thought affected our grandparents or great-grandparents. Yet you know something guys, I believe those generations were usually more prepared than us and certainly more self-reliant than we are today. You know, we rely so much, but you know something? Google and the internet, Netflix and Hulu, they're not going to fix environmental disasters and they're not going to fix COVID. 
but those things can be used as a wealth of education to prepare for the next one, to be ahead of the curve. I can remember the old story of the three little pigs, you know? When something like that comes again, don't you wanna be in the brick house and not the straw house? S seriously. If you can remember back to maybe your uh, grandparents or great-grandparents, if you knew them, you know, you can always remember out in their garage or a shed or something, they always had extra of everything because they had come through those years back then that were lean and depression ridden. And they always had things because they didn't have the dollars maybe to go out and buy those screws and nails and a hammer and other stuff. You had to use what you had. And if it broke, you fixed it. And that's kind of where we're at today in some realms. Those things were always present at my grandparents' house. They really were. So part of self-reliance and doing things yourself involve a few, few little steps. First of all, in, in my experience, first of all, it's education. Getting to know what you're going to take on and how to prepare for it. Like a landscaping project, you just don't go willy-nilly. Uh, you get educated a little bit. Find out some of the things online uh, with local professionals and local stores. Uh, find out what's trending uh, on social media platforms. You can learn a, a boatload just on that. Then we're gonna move off into some skills enhancement. And maybe you don't have a green thumb. Maybe your thumb is a little more earth tone colored. By getting educated and practicing, practical application and practice, you are going to enhance those skills to where your confidence is gonna grow and you can do things on your own. You don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to schedule somebody up and you don't have to write checks for everything. You can actually do it yourself. All those traits, like I said, that I just mentioned, education, skills enhancement, practical application and practice, and especially planning, all these traits are involved when taking on a landscape project as well. It is also so much more rewarding after putting some sweat equity into your own castle and watching that tangible result of whatever it is flourish, and if it's greenscape growing over months and years to come, it really is. Not only that, but you value it a heck of a lot more than if you just wrote a check to John Doe who you know, planted a tree for you. You just don't have the value attached to it. Your brow sweated, your back was sore, you went, you picked out, you dug the hole, you did everything yourself. And maybe you did it with one of your kids. So that tree really is important over the years. You know, we cannot protect ourselves from everything the world has to throw at us, but with confidence that is bred and thrives within those who are more self-reliant, you can certainly, certainly sleep a lot easier at night knowing that all your bases are covered as best as possible for as long as possible. And part of covering those bases is knowledge base. You know, you know everything about your yard, everything about your home. You essentially don't need to go on to places like Reddit and ask questions because you are self-reliant. You know if your irrigation isn't working, you know where to approach it and how to approach it because you put the damn thing in yourself. So. There you have it, this week's podcast. So drop me a comment, would you? Let's talk a little bit about this. Drop me a comment and tell me what you have done or are going to do after seeing and hearing the things this world has thrown at us. I would love to have a discussion. Thanks for staying with me. I'll catch you next week as always. You guys embrace spring. It is here now in many parts of the country and will only get better and moving north. You guys take care. I'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Yard Coach. Check out the original videos on YouTube at Yard Coach or email Coach Matt at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And hey, did you get your free 15-step landscaping project checklist? Check out the podcast description below for the link to your free PDF as well as the YouTube channel for more great information for the DIYer in you. See you next week.